What's up, everybody, and welcome into the Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood podcast. I'm Jonathan Hood, along with my crazy cousin, cousin Wiley. There's no bag on his head. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com, look for Dayhood Media. No bag on his head. He has not been to the local jewel or save a lot to be able to get a bag. So he is happy, like we're all happy that the Bears finally won a game for the first time in a year. What's up, Cuzzo? How's it going, Cuzzo? This is a delayed victory Monday, but it's definitely a victory Monday. And really excited about the win. How's your uh, how did you feel about the win? Oh, I feel great about the win. Feel great about the win. And and, and here's why. When you look at what the Bears were able to do, they did everything we have not seen in a year. Let's just start with defense because every because defense isn't sexy, so I'll start with defense, right? I just love the idea that we saw a great opportunity for the Bears to be able to blitz more, getting to the quarterback and Sam Howell. That was something that I was looking forward to for a year. It, it was as if Matty Rapluse just said, fuck it, we're just going to throw the kitchen sink and the fridge and the spatula. We're doing everything we can to be able to win this football game. And that's exactly what he did defensively. I was happy to see. We always see TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds usually at the top because teams get to the second level on the Bears defensively. So the linebackers are making the line share of the tackles. But then from there, Greg Stroman making plays. You're seeing plays from the secondary and, again, sacks. You're able to see five sacks from the Bears. When was the last time you saw it in a Bears game? So that in particular was fascinating to me. I was happy to see Justin Fields stack together quality passing games. And his connection with DJ Moore is refreshing because we talked about for the entire season, like, hey, just throw the ball to DJ Moore. Doesn't matter if he's covered, he's probably open. Throw him the ball. So it was excited to see that. DJ Moore had a big game. And, you know, it's it's victory Monday. So, you know, I know the Bears don't have club dub anymore, but need a little need a little music. I was feeling the entire game. It's like, you know, Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne came over and he was like, oh, yes, go DJ, go DJ. It shows, it shows that there's a generational gap because I was thinking that the DJ saved my life. Because uh, oh, that's, yeah. that, that's a, there's a generation gap between my cousin and I because I was thinking a little bit more smoother, a little bit more neo soul. Last night, a DJ saved my life. I, I, I had a little of that. A little shoulder, a little shoulder move, you know. You bring her in a little tighter, you know. But no, no, you just went full ratchet. So thank you very much. That's the difference between right. you and I. You went there, and I went a little bit softer with a, a DJ saved my life. Absolutely, absolutely. But when those 230 yards, three touchdowns, you know, keep them coming. Keep them coming. And going into this game with the Vikings, I, I still think it's a winnable game. But seeing Justin Fields stack quality performances, quality, not just quality performances, quality passing performances. He was getting rid of the ball quickly or quicker than normal. He he understood what he was doing and he executed it. Like if I can see Luke Getty call similar plays, if I can see Justin Fields execute the same way he's been executing, we're not no longer in the market for a quarterback when the season ends. And yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm that's a big, that. well, that's definitely a big if as you're listening to Under the Hood the podcast. And don't forget, we've got merchandise as well. Um, show, show everybody, Cuzzo, your uh, your t shirt there. And again, it, it smells like you know, whatever girl that was over the other night, but <laughs> nonetheless, you, you'll have one if you are able to purchase the Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood t shirt or our uh, hoodie or um, you know, whatever shirt. It will not have the same smell as whoever wore that last. Hey, it's it's, it's, it's a quality shirt. Yeah, it, it bounces back. You know, it rejuvenates itself regardless of how many times you know it may be washed or or used or whatever else. So get you get yourself an under under the hood shirt t shirt. And right now, as we talked about before, it is definitely hoodie season. So you it definitely is. want to get you a, a quality under the hood hoodie 
my preference is Carolina blue, but you may have a different preference. And there are under the hood mugs, under the hood tumblers. And most importantly, if you are, as you can see right there, that under the hood, under the hood tumbler right there. Right there. Most importantly, if you are up early in the morning, heading to work, or you're just sitting at your, your cubicle or inside your office space, please turn on Cap and Hood. They're on from 7 to 10. And if, you know, like me occasionally, you're you're not able to catch them in the morning, there's the, the Cap and Hood podcast. You know, you can listen to them at any time. Carry on with you. When, you're, when your wife, your significant other is talking to you at night, just throwing your earbuds, put on Cap and Hood, and, you know, everything will be great. Just smile at every now and then and nod your head and she'll be fine. Okay, so so we're going to keep marriages together by just turning on Cap and J Hood on the ESPN Chicago app or on ESPN 1000. Just watch, listen to that. It'll keep your relationship fresh. Is that what you're saying? It keeps everyone together. Absolutely, absolutely. Just pretend like you're listening to your pretend like you're listening to your significant other. Yeah, and just not. <laughs> That's all she wants. Just not. Yeah. For those that are wondering, where do you get yourself a t-shirt or a tumbler? If you're watching on YouTube, uh, it's Linktree. Uh, look for J Hood Radio on Linktree, and it's in the bio of this podcast as well. So the link will be there. Hey, it doesn't hurt you to look. It doesn't cost you anything to look. Go through the merchandise that we have. We have a fifteen dollar off sale for the fall throughout the month of October. So check it out. We just want to unload this stuff, and we want you to represent your favorite podcast, at least one of them, Under the Hood with Jonathan Hood. And uh, Cousin Wiley as well. Also, new merchandise for uh, the dog Rocky. And Rocky will be uh, with us momentarily uh, here on our podcast. But yeah, just talking about the Bears, though, I was just happy, Cousin, just to see, you know, we talked about the defensive side, but the offensive side. So we're talking about two back to back games here for Justin Fields where he looked very good offensively, looked like, looked apart. It's amazing what happens when you have time. Look at all the other games you watch, whether it's San Francisco or Dallas or just watch the Buffalo Bills and just watch the time. And also how fast it is that the ball gets out of the, the quarterback's hands. When Justin's holding the ball for four or five seconds, he's sunk. Like, it's done. Like, he's got to be able to release that ball. What I love is that the Bears ran the football effectively for 178 yards. I love that Justin Fields had four touchdowns. But also, you know, what we've seen in the past from Curtis Conway to Musa Muhammad to all these guys, they were just running routes. Like, I'm not going to get the ball. I'm just running out. I'm just right now, I'm just doing a workout. I'm just doing workouts because what they wanted is the football. They just don't want to just just run the route. DJ Moore had three touchdowns, 230 yards on eight receptions. Cole Komet got involved. Tanya got involved. So I just think that the last couple of games has been really good for Justin Fields and his confidence. Yes, one of them was a loss. Some of it is on him. Some of it is on uh, Luke Getze. But the point is that it turned around against a Washington team that was better than Denver, especially on the defensive yes. line. That's what surprised me. You, I thought he'd have – that Justin, the offense, would have a little bit more difficult time. Not the case on Thursday. It, it wasn't. And it's good to see – well, at least on one side of the line, you have, you have Wright, you have Davis – locking up the right side of the offensive line. There's still obviously a significant hole at center. But then you have Jenkins come back, and he's obviously alternating series. But when he's on the field, he is giving Borum the help he needs, which allows Borum to at least appear serviceable. Mm -hmm. And Borum appearing serviceable gives Justin Fields enough time to be able to scan the field and find DJ Moore, you know, for big chunks or even find uh Komet, Cole Komet. Komet was, you know, was it was a nice target in the middle of the field. Now you need someone else, possibly a Moni, to step up and su- help support what Fields and Moore has because eventually someone is going to try to take away DJ Moore. He's done a great job. He's done a great job, but eventually someone's going to Double, triple team him. You're going to need Mooney or Komet to step up and and assist. But seeing Luke Getze, you know, dial up from different plays, see him get Justin Fields on the move, on the move. Seeing uh, 
even Justin Fields scrambling and seeing Khalil Herbert just go beast mode. Like that helps open up throwing lanes when you have your running back carrying three or four defenders down the field for 10, 15 yards. And at one point, I think he was averaging like eight yards a carry, you know, before he got injured. Like that, that's huge. And hopefully with with uh Khalil Herbert out for the next couple of weeks, you, you see Roshan Johnson come in and just deliver the boom like he was doing prior to the concussion. Yeah, Roshan Johnson, Deontay Foreman will finally get a chance to play. I know that's probably frustrating for him. It's like, I'm with this new team. I can't even get to see the field. Uh, but Bayless Jones is active every week, so I don't get that. Right. <laughs> I, mean, I just don't – I don't understand it. Like, the dude is, he, is 30, he's 35 years old. He's got six kids. He smokes a lot. Uh, but yet he gets drafted by the Bears. Okay. He, I don't understand. He has that. naked pictures of Ryan Poles. <laughs> I don't understand that, right? So, but but it takes off in the fact that the running game works. That it, at least it's wor- it worked in this game against Washington. But I don't want to be able to paint this picture, Cuzzo, like, well, now that the Bears have won, here we go. Because I don't know that that's to be the case. Imagine if this team, this Bears team, loses against a bad Vikings team. Like, right. there's, there's, no, there's a celebration on Thursday, but come Sunday when they play the Vikings, we're going to find out. Like, are you ready to be able to walk over the Vikings, a team that's about to unload Kirk Cousins and yes. Justin Jefferson may or may not be healthy or not? Like, these are big questions. So I, I'm not saying that now that the Bears have won a game for the first time in a year that they're ready to go. Keep the momentum going and then see what happens. The hope is that they can win. I'm hoping that they can, but – Again, the lack of consistency is the things we're hurting this football team. For me, for me, after going nearly a year without a win, I just want to see a similar effort. So mm-hmm. even if by some chance, you know, because the, de- the defense really isn't great. Let's be, just be honest; they don't they don't have the the, the talent in the and uh, the front four to be able to have sustained success. And then the back four is is injured. Brisker's walking, he's a, walking around with CCE right now and everyone else in secondary is out. So there's not much talent on defense outside of whatever Tremaine Edmonds and, uh, and what's the other, what's the other linebacker is it's giving yeah. you. There's, there's not. So even if it's, there's a shootout and the bears lose 35 to 30, I'm fine with that because for me, this season has always been about Justin Fields. If Justin Fields is going to take the next step, that means that the future is bright. And you go into the draft, you're like, hey, all right, what do we need in the draft? We can we can we can pick up this left tackle from, from Penn State. We can go Harrison Jr. or Bowers and surround and then move uh Braxton Jones on the inside because we can't trust Tevin Jenkins is going to be healthy. So it gives you so many options other than having to say, hey, I need to draft a quarterback. We need to replace. Justin Fields, we need to reset the clock. So if we're losing and Justin Fields is having great games, I know you, I know you're an old school guy, so you hate the idea of losing with dignity or even taking, but I'm okay with it as long as he's playing well. I have no issue with it at all. You're just you just don't want to burn another jersey. You have a Trubisky, you have a Fields. If they don't pick up the option, that's just two useless jerseys in your closet. Oh, and it goes deeper than that. Like we have, we have Grossman jerseys, we have uh, Cutler jerseys, you know. Oh. So yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of quarterback jerseys. Cutler too. You gotta get rid of that one for sure. Yeah, I he hate the like guy. He doesn't like I hate the guy. He doesn't like you. Yeah, either. I know. I know. <laughs> you have you seen some of these these non football videos? Yeah, he doesn't like. He, you. I have. Okay. I have. Yes, yeah. that might. You know what? You might want to keep it though. You might put that on it. You might uh, work your way out of a ticket in some areas, right? Um, so, so try, maybe consider keeping that, depending on what area you, you drive through. Um, but I, I just, yeah, I think that that's your fear. Like, like if if they don't pick up the option, that's very likely if the Bears are not going to win. And again, we want to make sure we accentuate the point that Ryan Poles. Justin Fields is not Ryan Pohl's guy and vice versa. No. They're just, they're just trying to coexist for 17 weeks. This is why – and this is why it's a big question that's on the table for Bears fans. And this is – Cuzzo, 
What's more important to you, the development of Justin Fields so you can give him the full boat contract because you're sure that he's the guy, or to be able to win games? Because either way, you'll get a top five pick. Yes. Because Carolina sucks. So yes. I think and, – and they're rebuilding, and I, I get it. That, that's a young quarterback that's – he's used to having a strong offensive line in front of him and weapons, and it's like it's a huge learning curve for Bryce Young. It's, it's, a, it's a tough spot. With a good coach, by the way, but a tough spot. So what's more important? I, I just think this, the sustainability of a quarterback is important because it, we talked about it on Cap and J-Hood this morning, this whole Caleb Young thing. And, uh, Caleb, Caleb Williams thing, the, the quarterback for USC. We talked about it this morning. And so for everyone that says, oh, Caleb, what, did you see who just walked in the bar? Oh, my God, it's Caleb Williams. Oh my God, he looks so good and young and firm. Yes, we gotta have. Okay, that's fine for USC, but if Caleb Williams came to the Bears. It doesn't mean that these problems will go away. He still's got to be able to find multiple guys on the offensive line that can help him. He's got to get another weapon as far as wide receiver. The defense still needs to get pass rushers. You still need to be able to get a, get a head coach in here that can coach him. So when people say, "Oh, Caleb Williams," I mean, if he's the number one pick, the Bears got to get him. Okay, that's fine. But when are the Bears going to get fixed? He's not the reason why the Bears are going to get better right away. You got to wait. Uh, again, just like Justin, you got to wait a little while to, for this to happen, for this team to finally come together and be a perennial playoff team. I agree. But here, here's, what I, here's what I'm fearful of. And I don't think it's going to happen anyway. But I'm fearful of, let's say, the Bears split the last 12 games. So they they go six and six, and they finish the season seven to ten. Obviously, they don't make the playoffs, but we're excited about the progress they're making. Mm-hmm. I don't want Matt Eberflus back. I am confident Matt Eberflus is not the guy, and I think you're going to have have a hard time firing a guy who finished the season seven and six, winning the last seven out of. It'd be fine oh. for me. Go ahead, cousin. So, so because of because of that, you know, I am fine with losing with dignity, losing gracefully, winning some games, but finishing where you still have multiple top ten picks. Hopefully, the Carolina pick will be number one, and you can figure out what you want to do with that. Either trade down if Fields is fine, or you know, obviously you'll have it for a quarterback if Fields isn't isn't fine. But I want multiple bites at the apple, as opposed to you know. You finished in, you know, maybe you got picked 12, 13 because Madden Flus pulled the rabbit out of his ass and he's still around for the next couple of years. I, I don't see him as a winning head coach. Like, just being honest, Hood. And I'm I'm not necessarily like everybody, every coach doesn't have to be Mike Dicker. Every coach doesn't have to be a rah-rah guy. But when I even after the victory on on Thursday, listening to his locker room speech. It was embarrassing. Like it wouldn't motivate anyone. Mm-hmm. And it, you you had a fucking year. You had a fucking year to come up with something, you know, something to rally the troops. And oh uh, yeah, we stuck together and um yeah, we believe in one get the fuck out of here with that shit. Like it was <laughs> it was awful. Like you have to Come with something better than that. So, like, he doesn't inspire anyone. I watched, uh, we talked about this. I watched the guy prior to the game last Thursday. He wanted someone to take him out back and put him outside of his, put him out of his misery. And he happened to get a stay of, it, of his execution because they won the game. But he cannot be around next season. So, if that means that the Bears got to lose a, a few more games. For me, then so be it. As long as if Fields is playing well, I'm okay with it. You know that you me, I just get, he just can't be around. Cause uh, you'll get your wish. Good, you get your wish. Be, uh, and again, the Bears are not a team that fires coaches in season. You would never, um, if you're going to fire him, you would have fired him here during the kind of mini buy. If you continue to lose, you could have fired him in the real buy in a month. But the Bears don't fire coaches in the middle of the season. And but I think that you'll get your wish. But here's the thing: like, I agree that Ibra Flus should be let go. 
this is a, he was a coach in transition. We talked about this last week. I knew that when they hired him, like because that name was not hot anywhere. Matt Eberflus, his name his name was not hot. So, uh, you know, if you're Ryan Poles and like any good GM, you open up the drawer, you open up the drawer, and then you pull out a list of coaches that you, you that's on your wish list. And I hopefully that that's not the flavor of the month, the flavor of the day. That's got to be a coach moving forward that's going to help your your team get to be a perennial playoff team into the Super Bowl, whoever that's going to be. And also, along with that, whoever that coach is, it's, what, it's easy to just hire a coach. But what does that coach stand for? Who are you? The other thing is, is that from a, a personnel standpoint, what are you adding? You're going to build through the draft, the free agency, you're going to spend some of that money? There's a lot of question marks. Just remember, Ryan Poles is new to this. Eberflus is yes. new to this. You know, like like all the this this whole coaching staff and some of these new players that are first and second, sometimes third year players, they're all new to this. They're trying to win all together all at one time. It's very difficult. And so Ryan Poles, I mean, more so than the head coach, who's Ryan Poles gonna choose? Who's on his short list? I mean, that's my question. Hopefully it's some offensive guy. Hopefully it's maybe even a guy from the Shanahan tree, you know, because offensively that seems to carry over. It's carrying over in in, in Miami. I, and obviously Shanahan has had a lot of success. He hasn't won the big game yet, but he's had a lot of su- sustained success with any quarterback he puts in. And obviously right now he has Purdy, who if he keeps playing the way he's playing right now, I think he may finally get over that championship hump that he's uh, failed to get over. There's no you Brady know, around. Yeah. I'm still trying to, I'm still trying to figure out how much is that system? How much is that Purdy? Like Purdy will be in the MVP conversation. I'm still trying to figure it out. Like I watched that game last night against Dallas, and I'm not taking anything away from Brock Purdy, but he's got a he's got a good running game. He's got a fullback. He's got an offensive line that's a an iron gate in front of him. There's a defense on the other side. Like the the 49ers do everything well. It was their best game they've had all year, and they still stay undefeated. I don't know. When, when people say Brock Purdy, if Brock Purdy was on the Bears, that he'd make a difference. I don't think so. I don't think so. Not with this offensive line and this and lack of weapons. I just think that Purdy's in the right system for the right time. And, boy, you're fortunate when you do that. When you can get into the right system, it's great. You know, what to me, what separates him from the, the cast of characters who's played quarterback for the 49ers in, under Shanahan since he was, you know, even in Washington or with the Falcons, even with the – a cup of coffee in uh, in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. It's that Purdy makes great decisions with the ball. He reads the defenses, you know, really well. And he makes quick decisions. He's not playing hero ball. Every now and then you may see him, you know, take a, a shot, but he's pretty much he's running the system the way it's designed. And he's getting the ball in the playmaker's hands, and he seems to have that. I hate to use Brady for any comparisons to any quarterback. But he seems to have that that it factor where it doesn't matter the competition. He's he's ready. He's going to show up. Like you see it, you see guys like far more talented guys like Josh Allen. Josh Allen is sweaty when when the games get tight. He yeah. gets sweaty. You see guys like Kirk Cousins, even the Dak Prescott's of the world, who struggle with it in big moments or big games. Mm-hmm. Purdy embrace seems to embrace those times. And I think that makes a huge difference when you're trying to win games. You don't want a quarterback, talented or not, where the moment becomes too big for them. Because when the moment becomes too big, they're going to wet their pants. And yeah. you're going to lose You're going to lose games. That's why the Bradys, the Mahomes, even the Burrows of the world, the moment's not too big for them. Like, they, they've lived their life hoping for, hoping for a chance to be in those moments so they can excel. And I think that Purdy, not as, while not as talented, is from that same mold, and that makes a huge difference, especially when you have a, a, a bunch of talent around you. Uh, leave your comments on YouTube, youtube.com, oh, and also on um, – also – oh, there's the door closed. Uh, Andrew's not happy. The door is closed. I can hear <laughs> what, what is going on in your home? Oh, that's, that's – uh, that's Rocky running down the stairs because, uh, yeah, that's what that's what he does. Yes, and Rocky. Andrew moves. Uh, Rocky runs. Okay. So Andrew, Andrew's coming. So Rocky's running. 
All right. So just don't forget, we'll have Rocky on the show in a little bit to give his thoughts about the Bears. But don't forget, you put your questions in, your comments in uh, on YouTube, youtube.com, but also on you guys on Facebook as well. We appreciate you watching our podcast we do every week here on Under the Hood. Um, so, so Kuzo, your biggest takeaway of the game against Washington, what do you think? Biggest takeaway, the thing that you enjoyed the most about that game? Justin Fields may be legit. That's that's for me. That was the biggest thing. Watching that game was like, we may have ourselves a quarterback. Obviously, I want to see him sack a few more games. Yeah. Watching that game, it told me we may have ourselves a quarterback. You know, you can st- stop the, the printing of the Caleb Williams jerseys or, or whatever else. We may have ourselves a quarterback, and I can finally wear a jersey for a decade or five, six years without having to you know, buy another quarterback jersey. So I'm excited. The the best takeaway is that I saw Justin Fields with zero interceptions. Zero interceptions, took care of the football. That was huge for me. Four touchdowns, obviously. But, again, it's the offensive line that gave time. I saw Brian Baldinger um, break it down on X and just talking about offensive line and how good that they have been um, in the last couple of games to give Fields time. That matters. That matters in a big way. So uh, that's a positive in the right direction. Now on to Minnesota, heavy on the hole when we talked about Minnesota. Um, so, again, winnable ball game, Cuzzo. Winnable ball yes. game. Kirk Cousins is still a, a formidable quarterback. But, again, they are struggling mightily. Uh, saw some of that game they had on Sunday. Yeah. Um, they it, they could be had, but it's up to the Bears to be able to play with that, that aggression that they did. They played against Washington uh, like their hair was on fire. I showed you uh, when we were texting during the game, I felt good about that Bears victory. I felt good at the Bears. Because at some point, as John Lester said, I can say it here, as John Lester once said, sometimes you just get tired of uh, having your dick being kicked into the dirt. Right. That's so. Sometimes you get tired of just getting beat down ultimately is what the, the phrase is. And I just thought, you know what? Thursday night football, Washington's good, but they're not that good. It's just time. Carry over the offense to the from the Denver game, the Washington game, and let's go. And that's why I showed you my ticket. Nice job. I thought the Bears were gonna win because you can't you can't you can't go on five. Enough. Enough. Uh, oh, hold on. I don't know. Is, will uh, will, will cousin Michelle is she is she watching this podcast before I say something? About um the the ticket that you you text me is she watching this podcast because I'm gonna assume probably not because there were multiple tickets cousin they wasn't just <laughs> you just win you didn't have one ticket well <laughs> you had multiple tickets that that you won on so I'm expecting you know the next time we're out at some bar you know to get a, a beverage you know because of those winnings that I saw you know. Uh, that night. So you, you had a really, really quality night. Yes. And when it comes to my DraftKings account, uh, that's my money. We don't share that. Nice. Yes. Nice. Yes, yes. We don't share that. That That is, uh, those are my winnings. If the IRS is watching, I've made nothing. I, I failed. Uh, so right. if there's a, if there's a, a sneaky white man in front of the crib right now, uh, recording this and uh, trying to find out some money that I won, I, I won nothing. It's zero. Right. Uh, so right. <laughs> Do better next time. <laughs> no, I had a good day. I was good. But no, she doesn't get that. No, that's for the family. We keep that money in the family. What's nice. that? What's, what's the place that we went to? Uh, Sip and Pour? Something like that. I can't remember the like, name no, of it. Like, yeah. like X, X something, right? Excalibur? Something like that? It's a, a, kind of a newish place uh, in the south suburbs of Chicago. That we went to right right um so yeah so that's where that money's going <laughs> to a good home good place good place <laughs> <laughs> to a good home over there uh i want to switch gears uh and talk a little bit about the bulls um so i know it's preseason but you know the bull season and the nba season is right around the corner there was no bears on on sunday obviously because they played on thursday and the bulls played a noon game on sunday so I, I, I DVR'd it. I heard you talk about it this morning. You mentioned uh, Kobe White 
playing quality basketball. What was your take on the game? I didn't see it. What was your take on the game? Uh, I just – like – when it comes to preseason, I'm just going to watch a quarter. Like, I can't watch all four quarters. You, I do not want to see, see uh, who was it, like Ayo um, Desumu in meaningless minutes or Andre Drummond trying to, you know, get you know get right or Craig. I, I wasn't – I only watched a quarter, a quarter and a half. I just thought that Kobe White as a lead guard was, was really fast and did a really good job of getting the ball down the court, initiating offense early. I thought that that was really good. Um he had 14 points. He had six assists. So the six assists mean more to me than anything else. I just thought that he looked he looked healthy, but also looked like he was going fast to try to get the, the offense going. Zach Levine was in his spots with nine points. DeRozan actually hit a three. So it's preseason. So he hit a three. So it must be preseason because he's not going to do that in regular season. Right. Um, because he's about the mid-range. Patrick Williams looked good. He had a couple of threes in the corner. So Was he assertive? For the basketball, okay. So he at least wanted the ball. I thought, I thought so. But That's progress. It's, early. it's just early, okay. but I just it was, because it's nothing that you're going to watch for the full time because you know there's no there's no Giannis, there's no Damian Lillard. So just like I just want to see what the Bulls look like. Uh, you know, I think this is going to be their five, and so pretty good. I thought they played well. Vucevic had four points and four rebounds. He's out there for 17 minutes. Okay. Well, I mean, hopefully we're talking about the Bulls competing for a little bit more than a play-in game this year. Well, Cuzzo, this is a uh, this is a big Eastern Conference to go through. I mean, I I like for the Bulls to be able to get off to uh, a much better start, and for them to be in the top six, that'd be nice. I just don't know if it's possible though. I mean, you we know what the season was like last year, where they're barely trying to get into the play-in game, but with Milwaukee, they are the favorites to win it uh, in the East, for sure. Damian Lillard, whether he's happy in Milwaukee or not, he is him and Chris Middleton and Giannis. That's going to be hard to get through, those three. Boston has, has loaded. Philadelphia, if Harden comes. I, I, I do have a little bit on Harden I want to be able to share here in a minute. Cavs, Knicks, Brooklyn, uh, the Heat, uh, even though they didn't get their big fish because they're right. because of the Heat arrogance. Pat Riley with his hair. You know what? I'll never look at Pat Riley the same after watching that show. That show that really? was on HBO. No, yeah. I can't look at him the same. Did you ever watch that show, Cut? I saw some of it, but like Pat Riley's always been like the you know, the GQ, you know, wise guy type of type of uh executive. I've always as long as they were not playing the Bulls when he was coaching, I've always liked Pat Pat Riley. I wish we had a, a Pat Riley around. Yeah, winning time has been canceled on HBO. Okay. Uh, but but I wonder I, why. Because <laughs> Magic pulled the plug on that. That's right. why. Because right. it's hilarious. But uh, Adrian Broner, uh, Adrian Brody uh, played uh, Pat Riley. It was perfect. The nose, the hair was slicked backwards, the light voice. It was. He did a great Pat Riley, and it was. It, I liked it. I like that show, but now I still have it on the DVR. I'm looking at the TV. I still, it's still on the DVR, but uh, they went through seven episodes in season two and it got cut off. And boy, the okay. sex scenes for, well, here's the thing, the sex scenes for Magic Johnson. Well, let me tell you something. They made him out of a crazy man sexually. He was hitting everything. He was, he was chasing Will. <laughs> He's chasing Will. He saw that 20,000 numbers like, hey, it's, it's within reach. You know, nothing else. If you didn't learn about the Lakers and their dynasty, you learned about magic. It's just like, come on, Cook. And Cook was like, she didn't want to have nothing to do with magic. And she was like, he was like, come on, Cook. You know, I need you, Cook. No. And they're still together today. But there was, I mean, based on that show that I saw, anything and everything. He yeah, did not I mean, discriminate. He was he was dishing it out on the court. He was scoring off the court. You know, <laughs> he was something it worked else, out man. well. <laughs> I was I was tripping on that, but I just thought that was amazing. So, like I said, um, just wanted to just peek in on the Bulls. I saw Jason Benetti doing the commentary, and I'm like, oh, God, he's everywhere. Can, uh, Benetti again. <laughs> it's like, there he is, a busy man. How was your weekend without without the uh, Bears? It was great because you put on, you put on the, uh, the Red Zone channel. 
Okay. And you just put on that. You just watch all the football. You just watch everything. The red zone is just an amazing invention. I just think that is amazing. You get you have the red zone where you're seeing, you know, play after play after play. You're watching all the games all at the same time. I'm a big red zone fan. I, I enjoy it. The thought is, well, if the Bears aren't playing, what are you going to do? Watch the rest of the league. Watch the, the better teams. Right. How they get done. You watch Miami. You watch the teams like Buffalo. You watch how the Steelers find a way to win ball games. The toughness of that. You watch the Kansas City Chiefs. You watch the Eagles, Lions. You know teams like that. 49ers, that Sunday night game. So for me, a bearless Sunday is great because I can lock in on other um, on other teams, and that way you can look at those other teams and go, "Oh my God, those are the varsity, and we are the freshmen." Uh, it's just, the pad, just, just the pad hits, though. The way that the way they hit, that's the thing that's so different, and just the way how how good the 49ers are. So. I just think it's fantastic. Um, so you asked about Chappelle. Okay. Did he live up to the hype? Because we, I know we talked last week. and was like, oh, you know, hopefully he doesn't come, he doesn't bring his ass to Chicago and, you know, and sit down and, and rant for 15, 20 minutes, you know, and then walk up the stage because we didn't, at least I didn't think he would make it home if he did that. He wouldn't make it back to Ohio <laughs> if he came to Chicago and, you know, gave some 15-minute rant. He was like, oh. All right, that's it, people. I'm gone. Now, wait how a was minute. It, how was your experience? Wait, hold on a second. Are you saying, Cuzzo, are you saying that people would have beat him down if he was up there for 15 minutes? Is that what you're saying? I'm saying Chicago has so my wife- a different expectations. And, you know, when people don't meet those expectations, you know, we have a way of dealing with those type of people. <laughs> and, you know, and, and if, if you're not from Chicago, you may not understand it. If, if you're from Ohio... You know, small town, small town, Ohio. You may not get that. So I was hoping Chappelle didn't learn the hard way. You know, you know, he did make a joke about our city. He goes, "There's something weird about Chicago. Chicago can look like boys in the hood one minute, and all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you drive up and there's Hugo's frog legs or whatever he said. Right. Hugo, <laughs> he said it's very interesting how our city goes. Okay, so here's how the night went. Friday night, told me a seven thirty show. Um, the traffic was crazy around the United Center. Crazy. Rainy night. We were trying to get to the East Atrium, that side of the United Center, and traffic was just stalled. It was just like bumper-to-bumper traffic to get in. I said, well, we're not going to get there on time. Even though the doors open at 6, the show's supposed to start at 7.30, eh, they're kind of waiting for people to get in there. Because I will tell you, that was a complete sellout. There are more nice. people in there on Friday than the Hawks and the Bulls that that, that they draw. And also up top with the um, the suites, sold out. Everybody was in there. Because for some, like me, it's once in a lifetime. I don't know if I'm going to see Chappelle again. But he came to Chicago, and I found out, like, coworkers and other people that were going. I had no idea they were going. I just thought it was uh, Peacock and I. We go in there, and it's just it's packed. And... Hannibal Burris, comedian from Chicago, he was there. Um, Jay Ivey, a fantastic okay. poet, uh, and is all about Chicago. Fantastic Jay Ivey, who was great. You should follow him on Instagram. Dion Cole, who I'm a big fan of. I've, uh, we've seen him four times. It's funny, we just saw him at Gary at the Hard Rock Casino in Gary. Uh, and, you know, you can tell he's working on material. It's like, all right, I'll come back to the crib, work on some material, then I'll go to LA. Then I'll go to Houston right. and I'll do go to bigger cities. That was a surprise because none of these people were on the bill. It was just out of nowhere. It's like here comes Deion Cole. He got a roar, appreciation from people that know. Here's Hamill's from the shy, but Deion's from the shy. Yes, it's yes, it's yes. different. It's different. Diff- yes, absolutely. <laughs> it's a little different, right? And so he got a sustained roar from the 20,000, 21,000 people that were there. It was a, it was great for him because he's never worked that room before. United Center, 21,000 people. I've seen him work the casinos. I saw him work uh, Schaumburg at the um, Zanies in Schaumburg, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I've, I've seen him do that. But, I mean, for him to be able to do maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes, fantastic. Then um, Donnell Rawlings comes out. Larry, he comes out there, right? He was unbelievable. Insane. Insane. That dude from the Chappelle show – Donnell Rawlings comes out there, and then here comes Chappelle. 
Chappelle's been working out, man. He's got he got bigger arms. He doesn't want to get attacked anymore. So he, <laughs> he he's been working out. He's been working out a little bit. You know, you think it was bad on Chris Rock being a, a, attacked by Will Smith. Uh, Chappelle's been working on the upper body a little bit. He's been working on the shoulders because he had like a hoodie, but his arms were exposed. And I'm just like, I think he was just telling people if Chicago wants to. Wants I wish you would. <laughs> yeah, I wish you would. I mean, DC's tough now. He goes, he's a, he's a DC dude, so he's tough too now. You know, so you know what? Because oh, his um, his set was fantastic. It really was. Um, of course, just like any other comedian, you know, he's picking on black folks, white folks, LGBTQ. He's talking about all these different things. Because that's just in his in his repertoire. He did say a couple times. He goes, you know, I'm not gonna go too hard on gay people or LBG, LBTQ. He said, I'm not gonna do it because I learned my lesson. <laughs> he goes, I don't want to have that smoke anymore. And so he was talking about other things. But the, my whole point is, is that I understand when I walk in the door, it's comedy, and I find it interesting that there are people, even at the United Center appalled or shocked about some things that Chappelle would say. And I'm just thinking, it's still comedy. Like yes. you realize that it's not how, when, when a comedian says something, outside of a few, when a comedian says something, it's not their true feeling. It is material Yes. to get a reaction. But some look at material like what Chappelle's doing is like, oh, I can't believe this. I'm I'm cleaning my pearls. I can't believe this. And it's not like, dude, it's, it's not material. Yeah, it was material. Yeah, I just think that I, I find it interesting that people will pay good money, and that was top dollar, by the way, top dollar to go see him, uh, and and go to be appalled. What did you expect? Like, what what are you coming to a Chappelle show expecting? Are you expecting like some vanilla level of comedy? He's going to be thought provoking. He is going to push the envelope and. We've seen Chappelle for about 25 years now. Actually, longer, really. Seen Chappelle for over 25 years now, and he's been pushing the envelope since he's gotten started. That's the Chappelle show. Like he didn't, he didn't just push the envelope. He shoved the fuck out of that out that envelope. And then when <laughs> he came back, you know, and started touring with comedy, he was back to the same thing again. But but he's he's not some crass comedian he's an intelligent guy yes like, he is a lot of what he does is, is really thought-provoking and even with like the lgbtq stuff it yeah. wasn't it wasn't like he was trying to be mean as as he stated a lot of times like what he became friends with you know people in the community and it was just it was one of those cases like everyone can get it and if you understand that's what comedy should be then you have a problem. You should be able to make fun of yourself. And if you can't, Chappelle will. It's okay. Yes. That's what comedy has been since it's as old as the hills, Cuzzo. It's, it's been going. I, there are albums in this house. You know, thing that you did not know, my father, Bob Hood, had a record shop on 71st Street back in the 60s. Nice. And so the, some of his old comedy records are still around here, right? Red Fox, uh, you know, one of the great female comedians of the day was on Esther. She was yeah. nasty. She, her comedy, go on YouTube and see some of the stuff that she used to do, some nasty stuff, where it's like, oh my God, a woman's saying that with that. But that's just part of the comedy. That's just part of the thing, right? And I just felt like there's no reason to go to a comedy show if you're just going to go there to be offended. It's to be able to release. And so Chappelle said as much. He goes, you know what? I believe in you all in here because you paid money to come see me and I appreciate you because on the outside world, outside of this building, it's rough. That's pretty much what he's saying. A lot of comedians yeah. are ending that way saying, but thank you for allowing me to express myself and just to be able to just release and just have fun with this and not be offended by it. I saw this in a couple of comedy places where they feel that way. And, and Chappelle did the same. Chappelle, by the way, had a really great opening line. So he's there and he sets up his drink and he sets up his, his cigarettes and, you know, everything else on his two stools. And so he says, it's so good to be here. House of the goat. And of course, everybody just roared. The house of the goat. Ah, he goes, I didn't mean Michael. I meant Bernie Mac. 
<laughs> and then so another so he knows how to do it right because he loves Bernie Mac and he feels like Bernie Mac's the goat when people think that he's the goat they think that Chappelle's the goat uh, yeah. but that was a really nice sentiment and I, I, I sent a shout out to uh, uh, Bernie Mac's daughter who's starting a podcast I'm like hey just so you know I don't know if she was there or not I just said hey just so you know Chappelle sent a shout out at the beginning of his set saying I'm in the house of the goat in Chicago, and he meant uh, Bernie Mac. So, and that's that's great that Bernie Mac got his flowers because like, gone but never forgotten how good Bernie Mac was in representing the shy. Also, so that was great. Well, you have to pay homage to the, to the to the legends, and it's good Chappelle came in and did that for Bernie Mac. However, let's talk about this. So we get to the to the United Center, and I think. Peacock knew this because we've done this before. From our birthday a couple of years ago, we went to see Chris Rock um, at the uh, Chicago Theater. Okay, so you go in there and they were like, "Hey, could we? Um, we're gonna need your phone. We're gonna put it. We're gonna put it in the case. We're gonna need your phones." And so they put their your phone in a case. It's like a green case, and they close it up, right? And so you can hold on to that pouch, but they're the ones that have to unlock it. For you, it'd be more difficult because you can have an emergency, family. Right. I need. I'm. I might need to be bailed out of jail. Something like that, right? So right. if you're at if you're at a comedy uh, club, and they say, we'll, 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 "You gotta lock up your phone and your eye and your watch." By the way, you gotta you gotta hook this up too. So they both put them in a in a pouch. And you can carry the pouch, and they will un, un, unhook the pouch um, after the show. Now, here's my thing about this. I understand why that's happening, because Chappelle can say what he wants and with freedom, no one's recording it. I get that. Is that really necessary? Are you, what, are you, what material are you hiding? Like, if you're strong about your material, because, like, no matter who's recording it. If I got a jo- joke about black folks or Mexican folks or the handicap, he had a couple of handicap jokes in there as well to, to mix in in his set, uh, unbelievably. Um, so, let me, hey, let me have my phone. I can't use it. What about that? What do you think of that? I struggle with that. It's because it's not like throwing, during the show, I would have an issue. But, like, there are breaks in shows. Or maybe you're, you know, at the concession stand. And your wife or significant other is, it's, taking the typical time they may take and you're trying to, you know, pass time. So you're checking out scores on games or doing something else with your time. And I couldn't do anything. So I would be like, what do I do with my hands? I'm like, Ricky Bobby, like, what do I, what do I do with my hands? I don't have anything to play with right, right now. Uh, Yes. Part part of the expression. Yes. Part of the expression. So what do, what do I do? It would be, it would be difficult. I've I've never gone to a comedy show or a concert and was like, let me record the artist. But to your point, if I'm a comedian and I'm saying something, you know, colorful and someone records it, I'm not bothered by it because in general, all publicity is good publicity, especially as, as a comedian. This is art. So if someone has a problem with arts, when you're at the level of Chappelle, you shouldn't worry about someone having a problem with your art. You should embrace your art. And if someone shares it, so be it. So I, I don't get it, but, you know, it, it's become the norm now for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I wasn't offended by it because I've, I've gone through the process before. It's a little green pouch. They put your phone in there or your, your watch and they lock it up and you can't open it. right? But you put it in your pocket or whatever and put it in your purse. You know, and then at the end of the night, they take you, they unlock your pouch and then you get your phone back. It's just, uh, it's just interesting how they do that. Um, but I, I enjoyed it though. I thought that he went actually a little longer than he was supposed to because he was just having a good time. I just think the, the whole setup was think about the United Center 21,000 people. And it was kind of like in a, like a boxing ring without ropes, right? It was a, just a big stage. And it wasn't. And people thought, "Oh, is he taping for Netflix?" No, it wasn't because the camera was everywhere. They're on all these shots. He's going to have another Netflix special. He he announced uh, pretty soon here, probably within a month. I think he's. Okay. I think he said Philadelphia. I think he said. 
I believe he said that. Uh, but he was he was great, and I, and I don't I don't know how he'll do stand up in Chicago again. But at least I had to check that bucket. Right. Next next concert, Eddie Griffin. No. Yeah, yeah I'm going to see. No. That. Yes, I no. <laughs> you can Hood. I saw him at the Airy Crown. This is probably like 15 years ago. Maybe a little bit longer than that, too. I'm a little old. I saw him at Airy Crown. He was the headliner hood. This is when he, with a young Cat Williams. So Cat Williams came on before him. Cat Williams was, was phenomenal. And Eddie Griffin came on hood. They booed him off the stage. <laughs> they booed him off the stage. It was so bad. I was like, what is this? Like, what is he doing? And they booed him off the stage. He was the headliner. We were there to see him, and he was booed off the stage. It was that bad. I need to see this for myself. I gotta, I'll got to. i report back to you. I'll come, we're going in a couple of weeks. The tickets will pay for it. Nice. We're on the roll. Go ahead. You're... You're, I mean, enjoy it. Enjoy California. I mean, either way. So, like that, that won't be the, that won't be the most important thing you guys do on your, on your vacation. So I'm sure you you guys will find many other things to to enjoy. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yes, we will. Yes. Good evening. Yes, yes we will. <laughs> um, um, oh, by the way, speaking of this, Ian, I want to ask you one other thing before I let you go. I want to. Um, so Tiffany Haddish is coming to town. Have you seen this? Okay, I didn't. She's going to be at uh, Horseshoe Casino in Hammond, Indiana. Okay. Should we get tickets to see Tiffany? And what do you think that looks like? Tiffany Haddish headlining. I'm sure that's pretty amusing, right? I'm sure she'll. Yeah. I mean. Should I get tickets? Yes. we. You should get tickets. And even if, for whatever reason, she's not funny that night, I'm sure she will, she'll wear a nice dress, you know, which you know you'll get a nice experience one way or another. So yes. I would I would go and enjoy I, it. I had a brief conversation with her at the All Star Game when the, the uh, NBA All Star Game was here in Chicago in 2020. You, the last the last good time that we can kick it before the pandemic. Did you talk <laughs> to her? Did you look at her in the eyes? Briefly, yes, I did. Okay, all right. We're in a VIP section, and I said, "Hey, Tiffany." Hey, honey, how you doing? Like, yeah. So, yes, I, I did uh, have a brief interaction with her at the All Star Game. Yes, I did. The last good time, and then like a month later, the pandemic happened. Right. <laughs> right. Shut everything February, down. February twenty twenty, because that's when it happened. So, yeah, we're on a roll with this comedy stuff. I said we we saw Arnez J in uh, Nashville. That that wasn't bad. These guys always sell their own merch, by the way. It's always interesting. Yeah. They always get their own products. Like, hey, man, just so you know, outside, got my T-shirts right. and I got my smell good. And we got all this stuff. For, so come on out. Like they, I mean, these people, they do give you a night, you know, a 60 to 90 minute set and immediately rush off the stage and they go and they sell their own merchandise. It's amazing. Yeah. Chappelle, Chappelle didn't do that. He didn't have to do that. Well, he, he did. Yeah. <laughs> his stuff was in all of the uh, the Bulls merchandise stores. It yeah, there, the Bulls there's stuff no, down and put, and put Chappelle stuff up. There's there's no DVDs. You know, um, he's he's not telling you where to follow him on on Instagram or anywhere else. So yeah, he's a he's next level. So he doesn't have to worry about those things. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe the podcast and of course youtube make sure you subscribe. i need more subscribers for youtube youtube.com look for jhood radio and hit the subscribe button on um on youtube uh but like share and subscribe you watch it on facebook give us stars gotta remind you give us stars on facebook uh cousin wild and i will appreciate that and don't forget we have our merchandise the under the hood merchandise the t-shirts there I don't know what it smells it, it, yeah i don't know what it smells like so the, fe- the female of the evening i'm sure uh, but nonetheless, uh, we've got the tumblers. We got glasses as well. Uh, you can order that in the description of this podcast. You, if you watch on YouTube, it's right there. Subscribe. The podcast and the merchandise is right there on my link tree. Link tree, uh, J Hood Radio. Tell me about the Indigenous Day Parade uh, that you were involved with today. So, Cuzzo, Alex, well, Alex is my son. and my oldest yes. son. 
Alex is, is a drum major at, at his school. Alex is in everything. Here's the truth. Cause I told him, I said, before we started school, like I told all my other, my kids, like, hey, you know what? Experiment, try as much, try as many things you want to try, you know, and you'll figure out the things you like. He's taking that to another level. Like mm -hmm. he's in like everything from where he's flying off to Georgetown for some medical program. He's wrestling. What? He is volleyball. He is in like, you name it. If there's something going on in his school, he is he is a part of it. Ambassador, uh, student council, everything his school offers, he is leading on it. And he's a That's part awesome. of it. So he's it is. He's a great, phenomenal kid. So he's a drum major, and they're out and they're they're doing their thing. Uh, and I asked him, like, how was it? He was like, There was a lot of people that were there. I'm like, oh, you that wasn't an issue though. He's like, no, but it was more than normal. So I looked around, it's like, oh, okay, cool. But then he was like, we were out there so long, it was cold. He was like, uh, I was I'm wondering when we're going to stop marching. I'm like, you yeah. knew it was a parade, so you knew, you know, you're going to be marching a lot. Maybe you should have yeah. put it like on an Under Armour shirt or something else to keep yourself warm. Sure. But he enjoyed the experience. Uh, they did a great job, and then we we leave. He leaves there, and so we have like some time to kill. So we like, okay, we go to the Sears Tower. It's always the Sears Tower. So we yeah. go to Sears Tower. What you talking about? What you talking about, Willis? Go ahead. <laughs> right. <laughs> so him. So we we hang out there for the rest of the day, and you know we, we had a really good time. But yeah, he he loved the experience, and you know his classmates seemed to love the experience as well. That's good, though. That's good. He's part of the parade. Well, I mean, he has to understand it's Chicago, and you're gonna go all the way down State Street. State Street goes down forever. Right, and so I mean, it was. I'm sure. Yeah, it was. It was chilly because it feels like autumn in Chicago. But he's part of something special. Hope, hope he yeah. got some pictures. Did you take some pictures? He does. He does. He he has lots of pictures. Uh, even though you know he takes pictures of things, my daughters takes pictures of them, of themselves. He takes of pictures of others. So you know, there's <laughs> a trade off. But yeah, it was a, a great event. Just like his father, taking a picture of others. And, and right. as I as I always say, as I always say to people, you know, what you do, what I do, it's fine. We're just you and I just talking sports entertainment. Our family is so freaking talented. I am just so proud. We've got we've got CEOs from Pinterest in our family. Right. Yes. We've got some that we have someone that's about to who is um who's about to start her own marijuana business, but also yeah. is as as broken bread with President Obama, you know, right. as a so as a real soldier and T Marie. Yeah. We've got we have business owners that have had a daycare for for, for generations, right? And it goes on and on and on. We've got we the next generation of this family, this this generation, the next generation, it's it's so great. We just have to sit back in lawn chairs and just watch. I mean it's just like it's I I've I'm just a I'm just a, a a talking head on the radio, right? I, I'm the I'm the least of them, like. But you're, our you're family, the, you're the voice of Chicago. But for this coming generation, I mean, the sky's the limit for them. It's oh like you God. said. It's just to be able to sit back and watch what they're about to accomplish. You know, it, it's exciting. It's really exciting. It blows my mind, right? It blows. It, it's, it, when you see around our family, I can go on and on. We have we have someone that's already a violinist in our family yeah. that's about to go, about to just blow up. We've seen this, yeah. right? I mean, it it is amazing. You got DJs and we got business people and just like it, and to me, I just sit back as an old timer and I just watch this and I go, "This is fantastic." This is but, fantastic. But, you, but here's the truth, though, Hood. You know. Because we have a family full of we have a family full of women, so even at our at our age, we're still some of the, we're still some of the youngest males in the family because it's it's dominated by it's dominated by by, by females. I think even right now, if I'm you know I'm over forty, yeah. and I believe I am still the third 
youngest adult male. Like that's so we need to add a little more, a few more males to the population. But outside of that, you know, we're winning all the way around. So it's I, exciting. Yeah, it it is exciting. It, our our family I just couldn't. I can't say enough about what our family has done and what they continue to do. And I just sit back in the lawn chair and just watch. I don't have to say anything. We're blessed. <laughs> it's just amazing. The old comments here. Let's see what we have here. Let's go through it and see what we have. You know Christian Shanafelt? Do you know him? Uh, name does ring a bell. Christian Shanafelt says, Under the Hood merch is fire. Where is the Cousin Wiley merch? Um, well, I'll tell you what, Christian. I'll tell you what. You buy something from Under the Hood, show me that you bought something from Under the Hood from our podcast merchandise, and I'll show you the Cousin Wiley merchandise that's going to be coming pretty soon here in 2024. So this look, you buy something from Under the Hood, I mean, we have $15 off sale, and the Cousin Wiley merch will be right there. But you got to buy something from Under the Hood first. Wait till you see the Cousin Wiley merch. Boy, I tell you what. The smells of baby oil and glitter. <laughs> the Marty's Idol Hour. The, uh, <laughs> well, it's going to be great, man. You're going you're gonna to enjoy that. JB, check it in. What's up? Eric is waiting for Rocky to make his, uh, to make his appearance. Eric Collins. Um, Steve Silverman says, tremendous, gutsy comedian, incredibly thoughtful and funny. He is. He's about Chappelle. Steve is right. Like it's he is a gutsy comedian because he's not worried about being canceled. He's already had a talking to from certain groups, but it's just kind of like you have to understand that you don't dictate what comedy is in 2023, 2024. Uh-uh. We don't dictate it. They dictate what makes it. And if you don't like how they do their comedy, don't watch. Don't go. I don't like his jokes, so I'm not going. Could you imagine someone trying to cancel Red Fox back in the day when he was doing the comedy tour? The Chitlin no Circuit. Chance. Could you imagine? Yeah. Could you imagine? If, if someone in the 80s, like, you know what? That whole red leather outfit that uh, Eddie Murphy's wearing. Right. I can't take it. I mean, like Richard Pryor talking about people using a white dialect and a black dialect to be able to talk, to have a different conversation, going back and forth, showing characters. Could you imagine? I'm canceling Richard Pryor. It's not happening. Or Bernie Mac for, you know, making fun of a disabled kid. You know, like, yeah. the, ah, uh, he was teasing me. Like, yeah, like, it's part of, it's part of comedy. Like, everyone, everyone can get it. And, and that's what makes the art form cool, is that no, no one or nothing should be off limits. And, Chappelle makes sure that, and there are a few others that do as well. But we need more Chappelles in the world of the world of, of comedy than we have right now. Though Jeff Randolph says, "I saw Eddie Griffin open for Andrew Dice Clay when I was 14. <laughs> and Randolph's like like 50, like me, <laughs> at least in radio years. <laughs> so that goes back a while. Uh, Eric Collins says that Don Rickles is a perfect example." Yeah, Don Rickles would try to would they try to cancel Rickles? Rickles, I mean, he gave it to everybody. That's the thing. Go back and watch some of those roasts, those old school seventies roasts. You know, he sees Nipsey Russell and says, "Hey, Nipsey, how are you? Just the wallet, please. Just the wallet." Uh, just like you know, stuff like that. I mean, give give it to everybody though. Right. It's, like, it's just comedy, man. Like you know, I guess it's just the era that we grew up in, where we're just not so super overly super sensitive about this stuff. Be thoughtful, but being sensitive, eh. right? You know, and I think that is it for the comments. No, no ladies uh, reaching out to you again. So shout out again, cousin Wiley. No women <laughs> reaching out, wondering whether or not they can slip into that under the hood. <laughs> they want a shot at the t-shirt. And ladies, we'll, you can, you can have a shot at the t-shirt. We'll get two. <laughs> so one for you and one one for you and one for her, right? Well, we'll see. <laughs> okay, well, uh, nothing wrong with doubling up. That's that's always a good uh, idea as well. All right, now it's time for Rocky. Is Rocky available? Rocky, let's go. Completely All right. out of control. Here Rocky, we go. <laughs> Rocky the dog is uh, is with us now on Under the Hood. Rocky, your thoughts on the Bears' first win in the year? Go ahead, Rocky. Your thoughts. <laughs> Rocky, 
<laughs> Bears. 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 Sit, 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 sit. No, we're, we're not bears. <laughs> <laughs> Completely out of control again. Well, there it is. And we're, and again, just out of control. Rocky, your sit, thoughts sit. on the Bulls preseason? Rocky, your Bulls. thoughts on the NBA. He doesn't, he's not going crazy on the NBA. That's good. No NBA. No NBA talk. Yeah, it looks like. Wow. Well, we'll do it now for another edition of Under the Hood. Uh, says I was at a Don Rickles show and he went and, and went into a cold sweat. Feared he might. <laughs> he feared he might pick on me. That's what Steve says. No, no one's gonna pick on you, Steve. It's Steve talking about being at a Don Rickles show. That's great. Great. Thanks everybody for uh, for joining us here, you guys on Facebook watching, and also on YouTube and listening, of course, in the podcast. For Rocky and Wiley, this is Jay Hood. Thanks so much for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next week. Another edition of Jay Hood and Cousin Wiley right here. And don't forget the merchandise available now. God, this dog's out of control. <laughs> crazy. Don't forget Captain J. Hood weekday morning, 7 to 10. Download the ESPN Chicago app and of course on ESPN 1000 locally in Chicago. It doesn't hurt. He's biting the hell out of your what the hell. Your, hand's not a, your hand is not a pork chop. This is graphic. Alright. So long everybody. It's out of control. We gotta go. Uh,